from the nchc.tv studios. This is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, your hockey superstore with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. Indiana Tech University. For tickets and schedule information for the two-time ACHA National Champions, go to IndianaTechWarriors.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson for lunch or catering your next office party. We are the best to barbecue Las Vegas style. University of Georgia Hockey. Power school athletic traditions, college town atmosphere, and the building of a program like no other at UGAHockey.com. College Hockey, Inc., growing the game at the college level and beyond. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, with Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. Maryville University, the big city style of St. Louis and a small school education. For more information, visit us at maryvillesaints.com or at maryville.edu. Jets Pizza. Go to jetspizza.com to find the location near you. University of Mary Hockey. Top flight hockey, intense rivalries, and championship aspirations. Schedule and ticket information at goyoumarry.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app. The only app that lets you earn Caesars rewards, but please play responsibly. By FedEx, the official shipping company of Ice Time Hockey West. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anyway, you may be listening to us tonight on the Podbean app. Scott Strandy with you in beautiful Carlsbad, California. My co-host, as always, joining me from that big, beautiful, vibrant city, which is Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you tonight? Is it really beautiful there? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not beautiful there? That's what I said. It's beautiful. Oh, I know, but I said, is, is it really beautiful? Or are you just saying it's beautiful? Cause no, it's no. Been, it's been cold here. If, in fact, I think we brought the cold back to Se- from Seattle to here. Cause it's <laughs> like something that I, I saw that on social media. People were blaming you for it. <laughs> <laughs> are they blaming me for all the Golden Knights injuries, too? I hope not. <laughs> Cause that's not my yeah, thing. I think so. I think so. Yep. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Boy, oh, they are I'm having a, their share right now, aren't they? Good thing this is an ACHA show, not our pro hockey show, because we might need the whole hour to explain the whole injury, the whole injury situation with Vegas, especially what just went down today. With we oh, thought we were going to get Hill, and now it's yep. not available to go again. So now we're back here again. So, anyways, that's for another time. But yeah, that's for tomorrow night. We're getting we're getting- we'll we'll dig into that tomorrow night, yeah. and we'll talk about the AHL All Star teams that were named uh, as well, which I think is pretty cool. But we're supposedly we might get some snow here in Vegas. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, we're not getting it here in Carlsbad. It's going to dip down into the eh, upper 30s, around 40. But it'll be back to 60 tomorrow. Well, see, it's been in the 50s here, <laughs> low, low 50s. It's been. Uh, I think we're going to get below freezing tonight. So. Ah, uh, I hear you. Well, it's great to be back in 2024 with the ACHA Top 20 slash 24, maybe 25. I don't know. I'm, I'm toying with that name change because I, I know it drives you crazy. <laughs> well, because you keep changing it. 
Well, I, hey, ACHA changed it on me. I came up with the top 20, and then oh. they moved it to 25 teams to the tournament. So what am I supposed to do? Go with the flow, right? Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> of course uh, <laughs> I am. You know that. I'm always supposed to go with the flow. Is it a fair pull or a foul pull? Oh, wait, no, that was another That was another time. Oh, yeah. You want to get into that discussion? <laughs> You're the baseball guy, too. Paul Ornstein said whatever I said, it was the opposite. Right. So how does this apply to the name of the show? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's, Nobody it's cares. It's 24 teams that get into the <laughs> tournament. But I think we can still keep it at 20 because that's, you know, it's, we already have our hands full trying to give 20 teams coverage. Or at least, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're getting some focus here. And, well, we uh, keep our eye on them. And there's some big things. You were at the uh, first Minot State UNLV game Friday night, which I understand was a dandy. But we'll save that for a few minutes. To get into that, the uh, the new rankings came out, ranking number 10. Now, this is all computer, correct? Yes, it's all computer now. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this computer a little pat on the back because uh, I, I take care of that NCAA computer. I don't like it. I don't like it at all um, like as far as what they're doing. Well, I like this one a little bit better now. It's getting a little bit closer because when I look as a layperson, or a person who, if I put on my hat of a new fan to college hockey, and I look and I see a 19-win team on top, okay, I, I can go with that because 19 wins is 19 wins. Then I look at Adrian, they have 16 wins, but just two losses. I get it. I get it. If they get three more wins and keep two losses, they may overtake my nut. And then I look at Central Oklahoma. And by the way, congratulations to Michael Rivera. Coaching his 100th uh, game. Was it 100th game or 100th win? I can't remember. I got to look. <laughs> it was one of the two. Anyway, it's a milestone. Well, he doesn't lose too um, many he's coached in, so it's prob- it could be, uh, could it be, could a- be both, right? It could be both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's a heck of a coach for a heck of a program. But uh, So anyway, the top five round out like this. Minot State, Adrian, Central Oklahoma, Jamestown, Nevada, Las Vegas. Um, no real surprise there, right? No, no real surprise. And, and we didn't see, I don't think the full slate of teams got back to, to action last week. And this is as of last weekend's uh, result. Only a few teams got back. So uh, you look at the top five, it's pretty much still the, the, the same top five that it's been. Um, and you, of course, we talked about Minot State and UNLV played each other. So that, that factored in a little bit. Um Adrian College was idle. Central Oklahoma did have a couple of games. They 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 beat I, Iowa State uh, in their in their two game or in their series. So they they won twelve to one and then four to one. Uh, Jamestown was idle as well. So a couple of teams that didn't have any games, so it didn't matter for anything. But then you got Adrian College, who that, that would be the only thing is I, you know, could you maybe swap those two? But yeah, Minot State does have nineteen wins, which is the most out of these. The ranked teams and they have four losses though which you know a couple of close games and stuff but uh you know adrian has got two losses only but uh, they only have 16 wins so uh so i mean it's you talk the top five five teams it probably doesn't really matter too much really the top four because that's where the i think the cutoff is where you get a little bit of a easier path although i don't know what the 24 team feel now i think you 
John Hogan broke it down when you you had him on with uh, with Paul actually who who joined you that week that I wasn't on and and uh, and and talked a little bit about it. That people have to go back and listen to him like myself because I don't think I listened to it completely myself. How, how, <laughs> yeah, how, I how I, I asked him the question to me if you remember, yeah. and he broke it down and I can't remember. <laughs> so there you well, go. You can remember but that's just because I'm old. Ago. That's just because I'm old. Remember what you did two hours ago. Exactly. I don't know what I had for dinner. Oh yeah, I didn't have pizza. Anyway. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Anyway, um, so let's go. Seattle, uh, so it seems like every once a week we, we, we have a pizza. I shared mine though. <laughs> in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yes, you did. Yes, you did. We won't get into that. We won't get into that. Uh, anyway, uh, six too. through you, ten, you Ohio. Your drink too. You shared your yeah, drink too. Exactly. Uh, six through ten, Ohio, Liberty, Maryville, Niagara, and the University of Mary. Um, I'm not surprised, but I'm I'm pleasantly pleased. Can I say that for for Maryville getting into the top eight now? And I think that might be as high as they've ever been. Um, and the University of Mary coming up from uh, the D two ranks to uh, take a top ten spot. Not surprised there either because I know how good that team has played. Um, I know they were previously ranked seven, and that they dropped down a little bit. But goodness gracious, if you're in the top ten making the jump up, that's pretty impressive, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think the expectations were were probably pretty good from the get go, where the, that they were going to be successful. But being seventh in the first season of of Division One play of, is pretty is pretty impressive. Uh, now they have a big series coming up with Minot State, so that ought to be really uh, intriguing to see how that goes when those when those two schools uh, get together and uh, uh, I believe this weekend they're in. Uh, North Dakota, so it's or maybe it's I, I yeah well they're both in I guess they both are in the same same state but they're about a hundred miles apart hundred miles apart so for, uh, <laughs> even if it was for Mary, geography purposes well, you're but the, you're well let me tell you with Mary experts, so. <laughs> here's uh here's Mary's um uh, little kick in the rear end if you will um they have Minot as I said about hundred miles away if you go a little more than a hundred miles away um to the east you have Jamestown. That's two really good opponents that can help you not only get better and prepare for the national tournament, but can help you in the rankings if you play Minot State and Jamestown uh, a few times a year. That, that's got to boost not only uh, your confidence level, but also your rankings. So uh, kudos to them for getting it done. I mean, North Dakota's got three powerhouse teams right there, and I think they could have two more in, in the future, so we'll see what happens. But all right, 11 through uh, 15. Purdue Northwest, Calvin, Grand Valley State, and Arizona coming in at number 14. Utah, Stephen, has jumped all the way up to 15. Pretty impressive for the Utah Utes. Yeah, you know, they've really seemed to have turned it on a little bit uh, recently. I don't know if they've – I can't remember if they had any games this past weekend or not. I guess I could look that up real quick. But they, um, the Utah is, is a team that's the last couple of years has been kind of right on the cusp – of getting in, but that was when the field was 20 teams and they were kind of like that 16, 17 spot, which was always kind of on the cusp of not getting in because you had auto bids that would take a few of those, those lower, lower seeds away. But uh, yeah, they haven't played. Yeah. Utah didn't play. They have, their last game was back in December. So they haven't, they haven't got back to their, their schedule yet. Uh, uh, but then I'm sure this weekend they will be back in action, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's it's nice to see that Utah is is in the mix, but they're right about where they have been the last couple of years. What's going to be different this year is they might 
actually be able to get in now because there's going to be 24 spots instead of 20. So, yes, the auto bids will probably take a few spots away. So maybe the 24, 23, 22 spots might get taken up by auto bids. That would be by teams that are lower, lower, lower ranked than that. Uh, but that means for Utah, they'll be in uh, where in the past maybe they wouldn't be. And I think that was kind of the idea of having the 24 teams. Again, this kind of tournament, you don't want to expand it too much because of the time constraints. But, you know, being able to expand it, and now we know it's going to be in St. Louis for, for a few years, and, and that was part of what John Hogue was talking about, the capability of using Maryville, to, uh, their facility, as a kind of an overflow, which is going to happen, I guess, a little bit at the N1 level. Uh, with with how they're gonna get some of the how because I was thinking I was wondering how are they gonna get these extra games in because there's only like two rings well there's I guess there's four rings there but all the all the divisions are gonna be there there's gonna be so much action you know how are they gonna be able to get more games in but they're gonna use Maryville's they can use Maryville's a facility which isn't that far away to be able to uh, to have some of the overflow so it works out that way to be able to expand it uh, the field a little bit so that'll help teams like Utah uh, that's been a, kind of on the cusp in years past um, and then whatever other teams that that are in the in the mix right now, but uh, but yeah, I think it's good for Utah. They've they've had some impre- they've had some good wins this year. It's always kind of like they they have a really good weekend and then they kind of stumble a little bit. But uh, we'll see what happens when things pick up for them here going into this this I guess the second part of the season. Some of these teams have already played more than half their games, but technically the second half, I guess you could call it that win. Second semester. Get, How about sec- that? Second, second semester, semester of, of games. Yes. Now that we're past holidays and everything. Okay, so the only one I'm looking at in there that, that looks a little odd to the computers or to me, uh, to the eyeballs, is Arizona. And we love Arizona and Coach Chad Berman. But 8-8-1, eight, eight and one, I can see where some teams, uh, some lay people, some newbies to uh, college hockey might go, hey, what's an 8-8 eight and eight team uh, well, about, doing at 14? Missouri? Well, what about, I'll do you one better, how about Missouri State's 8-9-2? and and, and they're 19. Yep, yep, I see it. Uh, but there again, that's the strength of games played and um you know outcomes See, you and who your opponents are all out, that Scott. You, you figured it out it's not all about the record it's all about yeah the, i know the, i'm still not happy how much they I'm play st- what the results of the games are i'm still not happy about that because i don't think you should this is just my feelings sorry chad i don't think you should be ranked until you have 10 wins or more um at least maybe in the top 20. Uh, so anyway, that's just my gut well, feeling just get, because the aesthetics of it they'll probably get to 10 wins by the end of the season I hope so. <laughs> it's January. Uh, but anyway, uh, when you look at it right now, it, it just looks different to the eye. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay, 16 through 20, Pittsburgh, Illinois State, Indiana Tech, Missouri State, Delaware. There's two surprises in there for me, Stephen. Indiana I, I Tech. I the gun with Missouri State there, so I thought we'd already gotten down far, <laughs> that far down. Indiana Tech. Uh, falling down uh, to 18. That's not a typical spot for Indiana Tech. It really is not. And Missouri State with a new coach, new coaching staff, and, and building their way back up. Um, uh, to be in 19, I don't think that's all so bad. I don't think that's so bad at all. So uh, a little bit surprised at where Indiana Tech is going down and uh, pleasantly surprised with Missouri State going up at 18 and 19. And then Delaware comes in at 20. And I understand Delaware is a program on the rise Still, you have to get their uh, double-digit win, but um, but making some moves from what I told. By the way, you said when you're looking at these with your eyes, are you looking at these with your daytime eyes or your nighttime eyes? Oh, definitely my daytime. Too. Definitely my day. <laughs> if I was outside right now, you would. And by the way, uh, my new insurance kicked in, so I am going to the eye doctor on Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> so, so Monday night's game, I'll be at. Uh, I'll see Henderson and Coachella Valley. 
Good. on Monday night, next Monday night. Okay. And then I, I probably won't know what's going on because my eyes will be bad. And then I'll go to the eye doctor on Tuesday and probably Wednesday night's game. Uh, it's going to be impressive. be a whole new world for me. <laughs> it'll, it'll be amazing. You're not going to buy that, are you? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so let's go 21 to 25. Westchester in at 21. Uh, impressive. 17-3 and 1. Um, I, I would like to see their competition. Uh, they came uh, from the non-ranked stage to 21st. Iowa State, the aforementioned team that uh, felt the wrath of Central Oklahoma last weekend um, at 5-4-0, and they just don't have any games played. That's basically their problem. Well, and, I, uh, I, think with Iowa, I think with the Iowa State thing, because they, they what happened to them the season prior and the issues they had with the with that, and so they, they they couldn't play for a season. So maybe now that they're they've got a they're able to have a team again and go forward, maybe that was they couldn't get a lot of games scheduled. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the in the, in the program, but um, because so, maybe they didn't know. But you did want to go there. You did want to go to Iowa this fall. No, I wanted to go to Iowa for the, well. That's true. I was gonna. Try, I wanted to go to Iowa for the Silver Knights opener, which and I would have sent and I would have sent you to the Iowa State game too. By the way, well, if they would have played, no, I was think I was thinking I was gonna go check to play their facility out a little bit, but uh, but no, it's okay. okay. I'm okay, I didn't go to Iowa. There'll be other times to go to Iowa. I'm sure. Okay, don't go there now, Stephen. They're in the middle of a snowstorm. You don't want to be there now. Anyway, 23 is Colorado State, 24 is Oklahoma, 25 is Davenport. And uh, again, nice, nice growth from Colorado State at 12, 7, and 1. Oklahoma, they are also climbing, 8, 7, and 2. And uh, Davenport, 15, 7, and 0. I I just think Davenport should move up some. Um, All three of those last three teams, Colorado State, Oklahoma, and Davenport, were previously not ranked. And uh, I think they will continue to be ranked. I think all three of them may slide up a little bit, maybe get up into uh, the high high teens. Yeah, I think it's it's entirely possible um, that they could they can move up. I was trying to see because a lot of times the the ACHA men's D one account here on social media on X uh, has the full graphic of the rankings. And I don't see that this, this week, but uh, they do have the hypothetical matchups of what the, uh, what they would be some of these matchups. But uh, basically listen to this though, only six more weekends left. Uh, the uh, week of February 19th will be the, the final weekend where, um, or the week of February 19th. That's when the final bids go out. So not a lot of time left. Uh, you got about, like I said, another six more weekends of games, including this weekend that to, to pad your your uh, your wins and and what and and build your record and so and then the final computer rankings will will come out so that'll be here before we know it and, and we do also know that the national tournament will be as you mentioned played in St. Louis but it'll be played a little earlier about a week earlier than normal due to uh, uh, conflicts with the NCAA regionals being played there as well yes yes that is correct the, uh, it's a little bit earlier than than normal but maybe that's not a bad thing because sometimes we see the, because the, the really the, the the games usually end around February. Sometimes there's if depending on when the the tournament has been, they might get a couple. They might get a final weekend if, of games in the beginning of March. But usually the rankings are determined, the final rankings are determined sometime in February. In this case, it will be the nineteenth of February. But you know sometimes it's I guess it goes all the way to the end of February. But 
in in the past. But yeah, this week this year will be a little bit earlier. Um, so it won't be it won't be too bad. There won't be as much of a of a gap uh, between when t- the seasons end to when people will go to the the national tournament. Sometimes teams could have like a whole month before they have to play. Uh, a tournament yeah, I think that's a good thing. I really do. I think you're going to keep them at, at a closer skill level. They're not going to get rusty. It's like what you see is with some of these uh, these college football. You know, the, the college football season ends, and of course, they're practicing. The college football season will end at the end of November. You know, they set the, the field and everything, and then and then it's not till like it's not till like New Year's Day is when the when the, the top the top four teams go. But then you know, the, the, some of these bowl games are not till two three weeks later. So it's like there's three weeks in between the time regular season ends, and then. Uh, there's some other factors there, but into the bowl game, but so it's it's kind of a similar thing. But uh, like like right now, you know, the ACHA teams haven't played for about a haven't played for about a a month in some cases, and and now they're just going to get back to action. Now they've maybe have been able to practice some, but um, so these first weekend of games for these teams as they come back might be a little uh, figuring things out. It's almost like you're starting. A, I think we talked about this before. It's almost like you're starting a new another season uh, again after having yeah. all that time in between. Yeah, for sure. And you had a chance to see uh, Minot travel to UNLV, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so we'll get to that right after the break. But um, they, had a, they had an advantage, too, because they actually played a couple of NCAA yeah. exhibition games. Well, they played a couple of games. I don't know if you call it an advantage because uh, well, they, they found out they, what the what the teams are like in NCAA well, hockey. It's, it's an advantage that they already had games. They got back together. They, they had to already prepare for games. They They got to play. A couple of games, and and they come into UNLV with that. Although they, and then you'll hear this in the clip, they still feel like they were a little bit uh, rusty coming into the UNLV game. But still, you know, you had those games with the NCAA opponents. You you had a chance to play live games. Yes, it was against superior opponents in NCAA competition. But still, I think it 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 can't be a a disadvantage, so to speak. I mean, we saw it with what UNLV did, but that was at the beginning of the season. This was more in the middle of the season, but. Yeah, well, well, let me argue that point a minute. I think sometimes it can be because maybe not physically, maybe not skill-wise, but I think mentally sometimes if you have a, a weekend like they did playing two really good NCAA teams in Colorado College and, and uh, Denver, when you come out of that, your confidence might be shaking a little bit. You might be going like, tra- wow. And then they have to travel to Vegas here and play UNLV yeah. the following weekend. Yeah, so, so maybe they came in with their confidence a little bit down like, hey, can we really – can we really score? Can can our goaltenders really stop guys? Because you know, I mean, those NCAA teams, they, they can put the puck in the net. They they can, and it's it's interesting because Minot State is the the top team in the ACHA, the defending champions, and then they play they play two really good uh, NCAA programs. In in we're probably gonna we're probably getting off track a little bit, but uh, but we were gonna get to it anyway. But playing Colorado College, which is a team that's Really good and is getting getting better each year. Yeah, ranked like. ranked top twenty. Again, I'm not, and then I'm, Denver I'm, and top I'm, eight. I'm trying to stay in my lane here, but you you and you and Paul are more on the NCAA side. But uh, but you know I, I keep an eye on it obviously when there's especially crossovers like this. And then Denver obviously I, I got to see them firsthand last year when UNLV went there, and, and obviously they've been really good in uh, in the last couple of years. So yeah, not easy not easy competition. But then you get the Minot State that's the top of the the uh, the the ACHA and uh, going into it, you thought it was going to be kind of an interesting weekend, and then it turned out maybe not to be as much, but uh, score-wise, but I'm sure there's still well, I, I think what it is, and I don't want to get too far off, because I know we're a little far off anyway, but um, I think the big thing that you see between ACHA and NCAA is 
the top caliber players are better, but it's the depth that gets you. Um, the third, fourth line players on, on an NCAA team like Denver or Colorado College are equal to or better than most ACHA top lines. So I think that makes a huge difference in uh, in games like that, and they can wear you down. And of course, the goaltending's better. And you know, I mean, it's NCAA Division One for a reason. And uh, you know, nothing to nothing to hang your head about if you're Minot State. You played them. You went up. You gave everything you had to it. And uh, you know, it is what it is, so to speak. But I'm sure it's an experience that those uh, those guys will always remember. Yeah, there's no there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. And and uh, as we said, when we come back after the break, we'll talk more about Minot State and UNLV because uh, it was an interesting weekend between those those two teams. And that was probably top the five premier, teams, the, right? The, the, probably the premier <laughs> matchup in the ACHA that weekend. Again, not a full slate of teams back in action. And you had number one taking on number five. So and then you had Minot State coming in off of that weekend against uh, Denver and Colorado College. So uh, and UNLV hadn't played since their week, their series with Jamestown to end. You know, another t- premier team, uh, the, the series before the break where they split with Jamestown. So, uh, yeah, it was set up to be a – could be a really a really good weekend of hockey here in Vegas, uh, which there's a lot of <laughs> weekends of good hockey here, but this one on the ACHA <laughs> level. Yeah, I hear you. All right, let's take that break. Let's come back and let's uh, break down that Minot State and uh, UNLV series, which turned out to be a Minot State sweep, I guess. Uh, you, you technically, you call it a shootout. I'm looking at the record, Stephen. Minot State must have called call it a victory, and uh, well, UNLV they, looks like they called it a tie. But Well, yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, they, that's like, I mean, they, they got, they get a win in their, in the, in, in their record, but I believe for the, so they, yeah, because they won the shootout, so they, see, we already spoiled it. We already told people what happened, because, but they, uh, so they'll still get a win in their win column, and UNLV gets the the one on the on the on the on the overtime shootout loss side. Okay. And I think okay. For, the, for the computer ranking purposes, I believe overtime, at least uh, maybe it's I know for shootout for sure. If a game goes to a shootout, I think even under, I think even think an overtime game, for computer purposes, it, it it goes down as a tie in the computer ranking. So basically, Friday's game from the computer's eyes ended in a five-five tie. And then they, they does that computer really have eyes? So somebody, if it does, I'm going to give them two black ones. <laughs> well, I mean, it, might, it, it doesn't have an eye appointment coming up like you do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, let's take a quick break. Let's come back uh, in just a few minutes and uh, dig into Minot State versus UNLV. Championship pedigree, world-class coaching, first-class facilities are all a part of the ACHA experience at Adrian College. The Bulldogs look to raise their third national championship banner in the last five years at Arrington Ice Arena, one of the best facilities in all college hockey. Get a big school hockey feel with all of the educational advantages of a private education. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com or adrian.edu. University of Arizona Wildcats return to the Tucson Arena September 29th. Join the tradition and become a part of the legacy of hockey in the old Pueblo. 
Cheer on your five-time Cactus Cup champions as the Wildcats pursue a national championship after a promising offseason of key roster additions. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org for schedule and ticket information and follow us on social media. Bear down and rise up. Looking for a small campus setting with a big campus varsity hockey program? Located in the heart of the Ozarks, Springfield, Missouri, Drury University Hockey is the new game in town. The beautiful Jordan Valley Ice Park, located less than a mile from the Drury campus, is the home of Panthers hockey, including a newly renovated full-time locker room space. Drury University offers over 80 undergraduate majors and programs and nine graduate programs with an average class size of just 19 students. Go beyond and become a part of a bright future for Drury Panthers hockey. Visit drurypanthers.com and drury.edu for more information. Looking to extend your hockey career at a high level? Then the University of Georgia could be the place for you. Ice Dogs Hockey is an NCAA-style experience and championship culture combined with classic rivalries, big-time athletics, and an elite academic institution. Go to UGAHockey.com to start your journey and see if you can continue to help build the limitless future ahead for University of Georgia Hockey. Looking to find the right place to fit your academic needs with a chance to play championship-level college hockey? Then Indiana Tech could just be that place. In less than a decade, the Warriors have played for two national championships, appeared in the last four national tournaments, and won six regular season and conference tournaments. Off the ice, majors in not just the tech fields, but communications, criminal justice, and more can get your career off to that same kind of championship start. For more information, visit us online at indianatechwarriors.com or at indianatech.edu. Looking to continue building on a successful first season at the ACHA W1 level, Lake Superior State starts its second season in the CCWHA, a season that included having three academic All-Americans. If this is the kind of tradition that you are interested in help building as a player or support off the ice, then visit us at womensd1lssuachahockey.com and see if the school-rated Michigan's most affordable university is for you. Lake Superior State Women's Hockey, the small school advantage with the big hockey culture built in. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. If you are thinking of joining a growing power to continue playing high-level college hockey, then Lake Superior State's ACHA M2 program could be right for you. 
in just two seasons under head coach Steve Canisto. The Lakers M2 team continues its drive towards a national tournament bid, coming off the program's best season ever. For information about playing in this hockey-focused community, or if you're just interested in schedule and ticket information, visit our website at lssuachahockey.com. At some schools, winning the national championship is the goal. For Liberty's women's hockey program, it's the expectation. Winners of the last five national championships, Liberty women's hockey is the ACHA W1 standard. Be a part of the championship legacy on or off the ice with a first-class education, as well as serving your faith, community, and your game by visiting us at liberty.edu. New challenges, new level, same quest. Join us at the University of Mary for the 2023-24 hockey season as the two-time ACHA M2 champions bring that championship pedigree to the M1 level. Watch the Marauders take on rivals Minot State, Jamestown University, and national powers Missouri State, Illinois State, and Colorado State as they look to add to their hockey legacy. Head to GoYouMary.com to find out how you can support University of Mary Hockey. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Carlsbad, California, where we're getting some clouds. It's going to get a drizzle of rain. Hours in the overnight hours. Doesn't normally happen too much during the daytime hours. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh joining me from that big, beautiful, vibrant city, which is a little windy and chilly right now in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Stephen, you had a chance to see some ACHA hockey this last uh, weekend. Two teams, as we alluded to, the number one team, Minot State, the number five team, UNLV. Your thoughts? Sorry, I thought I had a little bit more time there. <laughs> I was chewing down some candy. Um, first of all, before I get into that, I want to. We, we talked about Coach uh, Mike Rivera, and I looked that up. It is 100 career wins for him. Actually, for his assistant coach, too, Brandon Harley. Now, listen to this 100 career wins uh, last night. So, this was obviously from the 10th. So, uh, I guess they played last night. So, uh, they got the win. But, or maybe it was from last weekend. But, uh, listen to this, though. There are 121, 100 wins. I guess it sounds weird to say that. There are 100 21. So, there are 100 wins, 21 losses, with a win percentage of 82.6% since Coach Rivera took over. So, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, pretty impressive record. That's better than Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, yes, Nick Saban. And look at him. Nick Saban, seven championships. He's retiring. So, uh, the best have to retire at some point. Some point. So, <laughs> not not Michael Rivera. He's going to be around for a long time. He's a young man, oh, yeah, he's a, a very young man, and we're going to have him on here in just the next couple of weeks. So, I will look forward to having him. You're going to be around for a while too. Oh yeah, I'm a young man too. <laughs> you're young. Uh, you're young in your. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so you got to see the uh, Minot State UNLV uh, barn burner game one. Let's start with that. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll start with that. And actually, Minot State has since played. I guess the, the, the game's already taken place, but we'll get to that in a minute. But we'll go back to last weekend. So it started on Friday, uh, UNLV playing Minot State. And let me find the, the score sheet here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, UNLV got off to a 2 nothing lead to start the game. So that was a good start for them against the number one team. And uh, then Minot State was able to kind of climb climb back into the game. Uh in the in the first period, so it was a two one score after the the first period, and then then UNLV got into a little bit of which is something that happens a few times with them. They got into a little bit of trouble uh, penalty wise, and it ended up costing them a a goal uh, because then Sheldon Howard tied the game up at two two. Then Alec Johnson gives the Rebels a three two lead, but then uh, Jay Buckles ties it up later in the period. So it was 3-3 going into the third period. Then Minot State takes the lead early in the third period at 441 of the period. But then later in the period, like 18-13, this was on a, a power play, and then they pulled the goalie, and Matias Del Monte scored to tie the game with less than two minutes to go in the in the game. Then they didn't go to, they went to overtime. Nobody scored in the overtime. And then, and then in the shootout, Kristen, uh, Cut off and Joey Moffat each scored in the in the shootout and Heath Mensch and Alec Johnson did not score uh, in the uh, in the shootout so they win the shootout two nothing. Uh, Vince Benedetto got the start for for UNLV. Uh, Jake Anthony got the start for for Minot State. Uh, Jake Anthony's stopping thirty five of thirty nine in in regulation overtime and Benedetto stopping twenty eight of uh, thirty two. In regulation and overtime, but uh, but yeah, so there was a six five six five game. Uh, again, UNLV got off to a two nothing lead. I couldn't take advantage and make it a three nothing game. And you leave a team like Minot State hanging around. And you know, and I was watching the bench, and I think you're going to hear that too uh, in these in these clips that we'll play in a second here. That uh, they just didn't they just didn't panic. You just can tell it was calm, cool, and collected. I mean, you know, each team had some issues with. Some of the officiating, but I think in the end it equals out because UNLV Minot State went one for five, UNLV went one for four on the power play, so that pretty much equaled out. And uh, but for UNLV it was a missed opportunity because we talked about earlier, Minot State came off these games with Denver and with Colorado College. We came in here, and while we thought that could be an advantage, you know, it did it did maybe make Minot State still come out a little bit uh, a little bit rusty. UNLV was was more rested, but they. They had practiced, and they had played Minot State already before at the Chicago Classic and beat them three nothing. So there was that factor too. So the familiarity. Interesting that that UNLV went with Vince Benedetto over Zach Wixson. I, it's hard to know with some of these teams what their different reasoning for that is, because um, Zach Wixson's been really a solid goaltender. And I don't know if he was the goaltender in that, and when they beat Minot State earlier in the year, I think he might have been. I, I'd have to go back and look. But Vince Benedetto has come in, and he's been been good. So. Uh, what was surprising is that they went with him the next night, which we'll get into anyways. But let's let's get to these clips now. We're going to start with the head coach, uh, Wyatt Wazalenchuk, who I uh, had a chance to speak with after the uh, the, the win here at uh, in Vegas. Um, some of this is going to sound timely because of some of his regards to the next night, which will lead into we'll get into the next night. But um, this is a uh, head coach Wyatt Wazalenchuk of Minot State after their shootout win on Friday against UNLV. Uh, Wyatt, uh, of 
before we get into tonight's game, because this was a little bit of everything, let's talk about last week, and you had a chance to play uh, a couple of NCAA opponents uh, in some exhibition games. So talk about the experience of being involved in those. It was just incredible. You know what, to... Uh to experience, um, you know, two top 20 teams at the highest level of collegiate hockey was, uh, it was eye-opening, right? Not from just a, a on-ice standpoint, but an organizational standpoint. I think we learned a lot um, as a coaching staff, as a team, um, and, uh, and as a program. Um, it was just, it was incredible. It was first class through and through. And, um, you know what, for us to go in there and, and compete at times and, and uh, you know, keep those games respectable was, uh, was just a fantastic experience for us. And, you know, some that we'll uh, look back on for the rest of our lives. And obviously, coming into the, coming into tonight, you had a chance to play with them. Do you think that helps your team going forward the second half of the season, being yeah. able to play those games? Yeah, you know what? Uh, that's that's the number one thing you see out of those high-end teams is their speed. And, um, you know, I thought that we skated really well tonight. Um and kind of kept up that pace and, and carried it over from last weekend. And, and that's something we work, really worked on in practice this week. So, for sure, we took a lot. And, um, you know, it's, it's all learning experience for sure. Okay, coming into tonight now, you're playing UNLV, a team you already saw once in the Chicago Classic. Um, just, I guess, give your overall thoughts about how, how you felt uh, tonight, right? It just seemed a little rusty at times, you know, obviously there's a lot of special teams involved and, um, you know, it kind of takes the flow out of the game a little bit, but I thought that we, we did a good job. I mean, we were down 2 nothing early and our bench stayed positive and, and you know what, we just stuck with our game plan, right? Like, uh, you know, we got Bucks behind their D and we made them work and um, short up a couple things, made a couple adjustments after the first period in, in terms of our defensive structure and um, I thought the guys battled hard. You know what, this is a, a top, top end team here in front of a, a nice crowd and um, hey, you know what? Shootout, um, you know, regulation doesn't matter, right? It's uh, at the end of the year, it's uh, what's important is you win those games. And I thought we showed a lot of character tonight battling back. And what do you feel like was the biggest uh, turning point? It was obviously you guys had to come back in this game, you come back, they get a late goal, and then the shootout went. What do you feel like was the biggest? I think just playing with confidence. You know what? That first period, we looked timid. We looked shy. And, um, you know, that second period, you could really start feeling the ice tilt in our, in our, uh, in our favor, I felt. And, uh, you know, just worked their D a lot harder and then, you know, started sustaining a lot more ozone time. And, um, you know, just uh, just making the most of our opportunities, right? We, uh, we worked hard for those opportunities. It was nice to see some guys get rewarded. And uh, talk a little bit about just um, – Playing a team like UNLV, as you said, they're number five in the country. Uh, you know, the tournament will be here before we know it. Having these kind of games has got to be helpful too, as you get closer to that. That's great. You know what? That's that's what I go into every spring and summer in terms of scheduling. Is I want to, you know, I want our team to to play the best. And when you get to play a team like UNLV three times in a year, it's great for your program. Um, you know, win or lose, and uh, and that's what we pride ourselves in is playing anybody and traveling anywhere and. Um, you know, uh, it, it only uh, it only benefits you in the long run. Um, you know, it, it, it's so important for us to be in these these tough games against good teams, and you learn a lot about yourself for sure. And um, hey, like I said, we found a way tonight. Hey, okay, you get the second game of the series coming up uh, on Saturday. Um, what, what do you need to kind of do to, to get another win? And just and you know, what's the next? Uh, I guess twenty four hours look like between now. I think just a, a better first period, right? Better first five minutes. Um, you know, we just need to be ready from puck drop. And, and, you know, we know how skilled they are. We know how quick they are. And, and they transition well. And um, just adjusting to that earlier. You know, you can't take a period off against a team like this or it's going to be 2 nothing like it was in a hurry. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll get up and do some video tomorrow and um, correct, correct some things that, that need correcting. And 
um, you know, hopefully a, a little better effort to start tomorrow night. Perfect. Well, thanks for your time. He mentioned some things you had talked about in there with about um, especially coming out in that first period being a little maybe their confidence not being where it was and being timid a little bit and, and having to adjust as they, they go along. But uh, that was the first time you had a chance to hear it. So what, what did you gain from that? Just great minds, Stephen. Just great hockey minds. <laughs> Oh, me I or just, him? Him, I definitely just, him. Him, yes, <laughs> not me. Uh, I'm talking about him and him and me. I mean, oh, just, him and you. Oh. We're just yeah. Oh, we're just a couple. Because <laughs> you hadn't heard that yet when we. No, I had not. I had not. I do know why it's pretty well though, and, and that's yeah. kind of what I expected well, to yeah, hear out of him. him before, yeah. So uh, I'm not totally, totally shocked at that. They are the defending champions, which carries another um little thing called a target on your back you're going to get every team's best shot yeah i know because they all about, want to try to beat the end of the uh national champion yeah i know about following a, a defending champion team in in this in vegas yeah what's that like game. in vegas <laughs> <laughs> well right now i don't know <laughs> but he's half the team's banged up but uh, anyway. uh yeah i hear you but that's no, but, that's uh, the thing you get everybody's best shot everybody's best shot exactly and and you know he certainly gave them their best shot but the fact that he said that they didn't play their best and they still won six to five and, and was a close game. Like it was in my mind, I'm thinking, Oh, this, this <laughs> UNLV could be in some trouble because uh, not that UNLV played bad, but if, if that was, you know, if Minot State wasn't playing at their best and they still won the game, even though it went to a shootout thinking, well, this, this isn't, this isn't going to go well for, for UNLV, especially playing on back to back nights. But um, which of course it, it ended up not, but, um, yeah, that was real interesting. And then the other thing about it too is, is just not panicking. But you mentioned that the they've been in these high power or these high pressured situations before, where they've they've been in a lot of close games. They've had to fight back in some games. They've they've obviously had the, the tournament run last year, and then learning from the year prior where they got knocked out early. And so they've had a lot of time to kind of work through some of these these experiences that can help make your team better in the long run and 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 we've seen that with with Minot State and and yeah again if, if for UNLV a missed opportunity for them I think had they made it three nothing yeah Minot State wouldn't have panicked but it's a deeper hole to climb but always something about those you got up to a two nothing lead and that's that's great but that's not insurmountable three nothing's not even insurmountable but you just feel like if UNLV would have been able to maybe take more of advantage of them coming out of slower and maybe we're able to, and that's credit to their goaltender who was great, and and some other, you know, like I said, they made adjustments and they were able to, to to play better. And they still had to gut it out, but but they were they were able to get it done. And UNLV didn't didn't help that the one of their players got a, a game misconduct. Jake Berry hit one of the minor players pretty pretty hard into the boards, and was kind of a uh, a little across the line on, on, on for being a, a legal hit, so to speak. So he ends up getting. Out of the game, that kind of led to power play time. Now they didn't score necessarily on on that, but you know you you have to play so much shorthanded, and and Rhino State just keeps coming at you, keeps coming at you. Uh, it'll wear you down after a while. And like I said, you know we did a good job of of getting it to a shootout and having to fight back when they got down in the game. So that's a credit to to them too. And and I think they were without some of their players, at least for that first game, because of what happened in the Jamestown game. Um, just from what I understand, so. They didn't have some of their guys because of they got um, disciplined from the last game that they played, which was against Jamestown before the break. So, um, yeah, just the nature of the ACHA. It's 
you, you don't they don't mess around when it comes to some of these things. And if you get a game misconduct, I believe it it can lead to an automatic game suspension the next game. So, um, yep. So that was that. And then of course it led into Saturday, which Saturday was not not a good night for UNLV. I don't know if it was. Uh, uh, a little bit of hangover or um, spent energy or what it was, but um, Minot State flexed their muscle, didn't they? Uh, they did. Now, before that, though, I, I did want to mention, I did want to play one more uh, soundbite from Friday. This was uh, this was from Troy Hamilton, who uh, is who got a goal actually in the uh, in the game, and he scored the uh, the go ahead goal at the time in the third period, and uh, he's a is a sophomore with the uh, program, so I'll go ahead and play that. Now and then we'll we can get move ahead to uh, what happened the next night. Beavers uh, here in Las Vegas taking on UNLV, a shootout win here on uh, the first game of a two game series uh, here in Vegas. First of all, how was the trip out here to Las Vegas? It was good. It was quick, so it's nice to fly every once in a while. Yeah. Um, before we get into this game, let's talk about last week playing some NCAA exhibition games. Talk about that experience. Uh, playing yeah, it was definitely a fun experience. Um, something that you dream of when you go off to junior hockey and. Fortunately, none of us here were able to get that chance, so to actually get the chance to play them, it was awesome, and it was a good experience. Well, well let's just talk about just the, the difference. I mean, obviously, you guys are the top tier in the ACHA. They're some of the top teams in the NCAA. Just what were some of the, the things that you kind of learned from that, just from how the games are played at that level as opposed to how you guys, you know, how um, it was definitely just a lot faster paced, um, and, like, just every pass they were making was just tape to tape and hard. And so, like, just, like, the compete level definitely was a big difference. And just, like, how they just played as a team together and they just supported each other all around the ice. Do you feel like having those games as you start this part of this semester kind of helps you now as you go into this part of the schedule and coming back from, and not ha- having those two games on your belt before you got back to the ACHA competition? Yeah, definitely. We can look at it as a team on how we should start playing games now. And we can take it when we're playing top teams wherever when it comes to nationals we can use that in practice and everything to be a better team and become better overall all right let's talk about the, the game here against unlv it was obviously back back and forth but you guys had to come back and it was back um just talk about how you feel like the game went over obviously get the shootout one but just from your from your i mean i thought it was a pretty good game as uh definitely like we had some shake some rest off and uh you know it was we had a tough start, but eventually we got comfortable in the game and we started working hard and we were getting our chances. We got our power plays that I think we should have capitalized on better, but hopefully we'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, it looks like just you know just watching your guys' bench throughout the game, even though there was the lows and, and, the, and the highs, it just seemed like the, the confidence of you guys are been in these situations before as, as being in close games. It seemed like the team never really panicked, right? Yeah, it's something we always work on, and coaches and our us players tell each other, just have an active and loud bench. Like, bring each other up, don't bring each other down, and just keep uh, all only positive comments to each other just to keep going so we know that if we do get down. Yeah, anyways, it, then that, something happened with my phone, and it cut off the uh, rest of it. And there was a second part of it, but it's basically just talking about what to expect tomorrow, which we, which is kind of this kind of moot point at this point because the game's already happened. So, uh, but yeah, so again, just an example of the, the how this team operates and and uh, and like they said, they don't they don't panic. They they motivate each other on the bench. And you know, some teams sometimes when something starts to not go your way, you start to unravel a little bit. And I think that might have happened to UNLV a little bit on Saturday because it was Minot State that got off to the two nothing lead. Then they got up to a three nothing lead, and they just UNLV just. And I, I didn't see the game because I was at the Golden Lights game, but just seeing 
just hearing councilmen talking to people that were there and stuff, just how it kind of uh, unraveled a little bit. And, and uh, you know, and like I said, if Minot State wasn't at their best Friday night and they still were able to win and, and UNLV wasn't going to be able to adjust what they were doing, it almost seemed like maybe they didn't play as strong as they had played Friday night, then it was a recipe for disaster. And it, it was certainly the case for UNLV, but for Minot State, though, getting a 5 nothing win on Saturday. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, I'm sure that was a lot of fun to see it, even if there might have been some rust either way. Um, always great to have the games back, and, and now each and every weekend is going to be critical, as you mentioned, just six weeks till the national tournament. Let's uh, take another quick break, Stephen. Let's come back, and uh, and let's discuss what's going on uh, this coming week in ACHA hockey. Before you, before you do that, though, uh, and then Minot State has even played a couple of games uh, since then, actually. We talked about their series with... With Mary, actually, they they played uh, tonight, actually, and and Minot State ended up winning three nothing. So Minot State back to back shutouts. Now they won f- Saturday night five nothing, and they beat the University of Mary here this evening, or on Wednesdays we record this three uh, nothing over uh, Mary. So they just uh, keep the wins going. Yep, they might be uh, they might be onto something. All right, we'll be right back. Looking for the big school college hockey experience in a small school setting? Then Maryville University, located in St. Louis, Missouri, could be for you. Fielding five teams across all divisions of the ACHA since 2018 and playing just minutes from campus in the 1,000-plus seat Maryville University Hockey Center, the Saints enjoy a first-class athletic experience as they compete against ACHA powers like Ohio, Liberty, Minot State, and Illinois State. For more information about all things Maryville, visit maryville.edu. Experience the best of academics and athletics at Minot State University. At Minot State, we're not just a team. We're a family united by passion and determination. Achieve your academic goals while thriving in a supportive community. With a commitment to excellence both on and off the ice, we're shaping leaders with an 11 to 1 student-faculty ratio, over 1,200 scholarships awarded annually, and in-state tuition for all students. Experience education that goes beyond textbooks, propelling you towards a brighter future. Join Minot State University and be part of a legacy of success. Discover your potential at Minot State. Learn more at MinotStateU.edu. Minot State University. Be seen, be heard, be you. Women's hockey is one of the fastest growing sports in the country and at Maryville University in St. Louis, having two ACHA women's teams allows young women to continue to play top-level hockey. Maryville Women's Hockey aligns with the university's core values to provide opportunities for growth as a player as well as the sport. The Maryville University Hockey Center is the place to get a first-class hockey experience and is just minutes from campus. For more information on Maryville women's hockey, go online to maryvillesaints.com. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. 
two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. As a premier ACHA M1 university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Welcome back to another segment of ITHSW Podcast's American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Indeed it is, the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Carlsbad, California. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from that beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Stephen, I want to preview quickly as we run out of time on the show again because that's what happens all the time. <laughs> but but uh, just wanted to do a hit on a couple of things. Uh, the upcoming schedule, and the first thing that caught my eye was a featured game in ACHA women's D1 hockey with Arizona State traveling to take on Maryville. Uh, I think that will be uh, a real barn burner as well. Yeah, I saw that too. That's going to be, that'll be real exciting uh, that Arizona State will, or actually I have it right here, that they're going to go to Maryville and, and play them. I mean, you look at Maryville is number six in positioning right now. Arizona State is number uh, seven in positioning. So yeah, this they're going to face off this this weekend. So that'll be that'll be exciting to see, and as we uh, see the women's programs continue to be on the on the rise and and try to battle it out for uh, positioning within the in the rankings and stuff. So that that'll be exciting to see how that goes down, and as we know how good Maryville's getting with the men's program and women's program certainly there towards the top as well. Okay. What are some exciting things going on in ACHA M1 hockey um, this upcoming weekend? Well, just looking at something. By the way, the, uh, the you, guy you know very well they just had on the TNT broadcast was uh, David Carl, who uh, won the uh, gold with the uh, World Juniors for Team USA. And uh, of course, is the University of Denver head coach for the uh, uh, and the NCAA. So that was uh, that was cool to see him on the broadcast for the Avs and the Golden Knights uh, game. But uh, it, it, we, we were just talk, we talked earlier about we were at the uh, Winter Classic in Seattle. How exciting that was! Well, there's going to be and I don't know how this. There's not a lot of information about it yet, but Lehigh is going to be doing their annual Winter Classic coming up uh, January 12th through the 14th in uh, Spring Mountain. Uh, not Spring Mountain, Nevada. We do have a Spring Mountain here, <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, they'll be doing a Winter Classic. Not sure what that entails. I tried to go to the article that it was uh, given in, but it said more details coming soon. Well, I don't know how much soon it's going to be because it's <laughs> coming up in a couple of days. But uh, anyways, it looks like they're going to play 
Villanova on Friday and then Townsend on Saturday. And then I don't know. I guess that's uh, trying to think what team that is. I think that's du- Duquesne or Duquesne or whatever that school is uh, on the, the following. Yeah, days. Duquesne. You're right. Duquesne, yeah. So that'll be it. So it's a winter classic. I don't know if it's an outdoor game or if they just call it a winter classic because it's if it's an indoor thing. But uh, but that's going on this weekend in the ACHA ranks. So that's that's cool. I mean, we know we know a thing about winter classics after being attending one <laughs> recently. So if it's an outdoor game, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. If it's, not, if it's um, indoors, I'm sure it'll still be a lot of fun for those <laughs> that are involved in it. Exactly. What about the rest of our teams? Have you seen anybody else? I know uh, Adrian, it looks like, has uh, Western Michigan coming to town. Um, so that'll get Adrian back in there if I've got this correct. Yeah, I'm looking through it. It's the ACHA website. I don't know if this is who I can ring the red complaint phone to, but you know, I'm looking at all these games, but it's all the divisions, but then you can, you can, you can separate it, but there's not a way to separate it by just divisions. It's divisions and their conferences. So it's like, you know, you can, you can say, I want to see MD one independence. Well, okay. Well you see the independent teams, but it doesn't, it says all divisions. And then you got all the M one with their division with the like WCHL. I guess we could go there. Cause that's part, majority of our teams, but, uh, but not all of them though. But, but then the other teams, you know, that are not in that conference, you, you can't see, but then you go all to, there's not just one that says division one and then list all the division one games. There's division one with their conferences. So uh, that just makes more work for me, which I don't like. I like things to be easy, but when it comes to the ACHA website, <laughs> it doesn't seem to make it, make it easy. On me. <laughs> okay. That's why well, I, that's why the Golden Knights are frustrating because they're not making it easy right on me right now, trying to keep up with all this what's happening with these injuries. Anyways, <laughs> I uh, anyway, anyways, but, uh, oh, yeah, but, well, here's uh, what I can tell you. Here's what I can tell you. As you brought up tonight, uh, you, Mary, and Minot did battle in the Mesa Arena and Minot. 3 nothing uh, Minot State victory. Um, Davenport will take on University of Michigan-Dearborn. That one, I think, is a really good matchup on Thursday, as will uh, Western Michigan and Adrian at Arrington Ice Arena in uh, Adrian. Um, the, one of the newest teams to jump up at the M2 level, uh, Northern Arizona, is uh, in Denver to take on the Denver Pioneers. And they're going to be a um, Division One team starting next season. Or yep. Is it two seasons, and, or is it two seasons from now? I think it's next season. I think there's it a, is. There's a few teams that are coming a couple of seasons from now, I think, and then there's some that are – or maybe that was when they were going to join a conference. Maybe that's what – I don't – see, again, not making it easy on me. I can't keep track of all this. So, many, <laughs> so much movement. And, and we'll throw out there that Rochester University is playing at Lawrence Tech in Farmington Hills Ice Arena in Michigan. Um Missouri State uh, will be doing battle with the uh, University of Oklahoma at Arctic Edge Ice Arena in Oklahoma City. That will be a good one. Grand Canyon on their way to play. Oh, I'm sorry, that was the M2, M2 team. Um, Stony Brook. I do have the uh, Grand Canyon, Mandela. though. Grand Canyon is is playing. They're going to make the long trek to uh, Tempe, Arizona to play at Arizona Oh, State. all the way across town, huh? All the way across town from Phoenix to Tempe at the Mountain America Community Ice Plague, which is the supplemental rink to World Arena. And uh, it's uh, which, by the way, is the home of the Arizona State Sun Devils NCAA team, not the other way around. They are the owners, and the <laughs> tenants are the uh, Phoenix, Arizona Coyotes. That was uh, that was they have quite the home ice advantage there. The Coyotes do <laughs> with, uh, with winning there the, other, the last night. Oh, shush, the shush, don't feed <laughs> into it. Uh, University of Colorado is traveling to Arctic Edge to play. University of Central Oklahoma. So a, that should be a good one. So it'll be a doubleheader weekend for uh, it will. At Edmond, it will. 
Oklahoma. You're going to have Oklahoma that will play uh, Missouri State at You got time to make the trip there? <laughs> if I leave now, maybe I can get there. Uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, one other thing that Troy Hamilton said in his interview, he said, he said it's nice to fly by plane every once in a while. So that's remember, Scott. <laughs> there's a thing called an airplane. You know, like yeah. I like to, you know, like, you, you take a car everywhere, but but he uh, does some busing for mine. I'll guarantee you that. Uh, quickly, uh, Grand Valley State heading to Maryville for a weekend series. That'll be good. Um, Colorado State uh, on their way to uh, Oregon to play uh, the University of Oregon. That should be a really good one. Uh, as you mentioned, Grand Canyon and Arizona State doing battle. Um, who else am I missing here? Uh, Canisius at Niagara. That'll be another good one. Rhode Island at Syracuse. Um, Oakland at West Virginia. I mean, there's just one after another here. Some really good matchups. So um, that's the way that plays out. Yeah, and Ohio will host uh, Oswego State University in Ohio. So uh, a lot of good, a lot of good matchups in the uh, ACHA. Is uh, as we said, it really ramps up now between now and middle of February, where the teams are trying to get the best positioning they can for the uh, ACHA tournament. As I mentioned, twenty-four teams get in. Uh, those teams that are ranked 22, 23, 24 probably are not safe. They're not safe by any means because there's going to be a couple of auto bids that'll probably knock those teams down or out and completely, as we've seen in the past when it was 20 teams. So uh, if you're one of those teams right now that are kind of in that position, you have to do what you can to move up. And sometimes that's tough because it also depends on how the other teams ahead to be fair and what the margin of the games are because that matters for computer stuff and everything. And, uh, and then obviously the level of opponent too. If you're playing a, a tougher opponent, that'll factor more in your in your wins and losses than 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 if you're playing a, a lesser opponent so all that will matter so it's a it's the next six weeks it's going to be a, a push between now and in st louis it certainly will well since we're on the late as always take it away my friend from the nchc.tv studios this is the american collegiate hockey top 20 podcast presented by icetimehockeywest.com liberty university bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast, see us at liberty.edu, Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, with three Valley locations and across the country at BehindTheMask.com. We keep you supplied with all of the gear you need all season long. University of Central Oklahoma, first-class experience on and off the ice. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, lunch, catering, dining in or out, or just getting our award-winning barbecue sauce, we're at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. UNLV Hockey, follow the Skate and Rebels Championship Quest. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. FedEx, ship, manage, track, deliver, the official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Adrian College, championship hockey culture and a nationally rated small private school education at adrianbulldogs.com. Maryville Women's Hockey. Go to MaryvilleSaints.com for schedule and ticket information. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos with Caesars Rewards. Members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room, except maybe Super Bowl weekend here in Vegas, which is uh, 30 days away. <laughs> University yeah, of Arizona happen. Hockey. Okay, we say Super Bowl. That might not be allowed. <laughs> University of Arizona Hockey. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org and become part of one of the West's most historic hockey programs. Jets Pizza. Lunch, dinner, and catering as well at jetspizza.com. University of Mary, 
new league, new level, same goal. Visit us at GoYouMarry.com. The Tag Creative Group. Help us create that one-of-a-kind gift for you or someone special. Go to RedBubble.com and search T-Grand Rudd. Oklahoma University Hockey, the action you crave only faster at OUHockey.net. The American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network and is live every week on the Podbean app and is available for your on your favorite podcast platform at ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Again, search ITHSW Podcast. All one word. Subscribe, rate, and review any of our podcasts to help others find the show. Very well done, my friend. We will be back with a guest next week and probably every week now all the way up until the uh, start of the tournament in about a month. We kind of had a guest tonight. We will look forward to that. We did. uh, We did. Yeah, we have Wyatt Wasselinchuk and and, um, Troy Hamilton, right? Yeah, those are the two. Yeah, good stuff. We thank them and we thank UNLV for their support as well as uh, getting you in there and taking care of things. So best of luck to all the teams during the week and uh, we'll be back next week. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein of the Peacemakers. De Niro, goodnight, everybody.